Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Treadmill Talks, the one about PEDs. That's right. I am covering a topic that I feel needs to be discussed more openly. As someone who has been working in the fitness industry for over 15 years now and has been competing off and on for almost 10 years, I am no stranger to the world of PEDs at this point. But I also want to make sure that I am clear that I am in no way claiming to be a pro on this topic either. Because if I had a bunch of experience coaching tons of athletes who were on enhancements, then I would be coaching tons of pros by now. And if I had tons of personal experience taking fucking stacks of gear, then you bet your ass I would be a fucking jacked figure pro by now. If you didn't already know, figure is actually my true love but my tall ass is struggling to be big enough for the bikini division. That being said, though, I have actually worked with quite a few people who are taking or have taken a lot of the compounds that I am going to be discussing today. Funnily enough, though, they are mostly lifestyle clients and not competitors, which I think is such a great example of why this shit needs to be discussed more. Because even though it is obviously very prevalent in the bodybuilding world, it's happening all of the time in the, quote, real world as well. And something that is actually pretty funny to me is that the people who are natural tend to assume that everyone else is natural too. And the people who are on gear tend to assume that everyone else is on gear too. But something that has been proven to me time and time again is that you really cannot judge a book by its cover because there are some seriously badass natural bodybuilders out there who get accused of taking shit just because they're more genetically gifted. Meanwhile, there are plenty of average Joe gym goers taking tons of shit without any intention of ever stepping on stage. As frustrating as it is that more people aren't talking about this stuff, I actually really do understand why. For one, if you're a professional athlete who's taking illegal substances and you have paid sponsorships, then I completely understand why you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to jeopardize a paycheck or even your entire career. Two, just the fact that a lot of this stuff is illegal is reason enough for me to understand why somebody wouldn't want to admit to taking it. And the legalities of this shit is also why I am going to give my little disclaimer right now, because as a business owner, I am not about to put my career in danger for the sake of a fucking podcast episode. So let's just make this Super fucking clear. I am not a medical professional. I have never formally studied pharmaceuticals, 
and I am in no way condoning the use of illicit drugs to anyone under any circumstances. That being said, though, I am not a judgmental person, and I respect everyone's individual journeys and the choices that they make along the way, to each their own. My intention for this episode is simply to speak out on a taboo topic, open up a bit more dialogue, and attempt to clear up some misunderstandings about some of the most common PEDs out there right now. I hope that anyone listening to this episode can respect that for the sake of my career, I do need to tread fairly lightly on some of these things, though. For example, I will 1,000% not be going into details like dosages or anything. So if that's what you were hoping to get out of this episode, then you can go ahead and stop listening right now because it ain't going to happen. And you better believe that I'm not going to be telling you where to get your hands on any of this shit either. You can figure that out on your own. If after listening to this episode, you make the personal decision to take any type of performance-enhancing drug, I am not going to have any part in that. But please try your best to get it from a reputable source, because there's a lot of fake shit out there. And I'm sure that the FDA's recent ban on oxandrolone is just going to make things even worse. I also encourage you to do further research and really weigh out the risk versus reward before putting any type of substance in your body. I mean, shit, that should really just go without saying. You should pay attention to anything you are putting into your body, legal or illegal. But understand that taking an illegal substance for the sake of improving your athletic performance or body composition can inevitably come with some consequences. And it is on you to accept responsibility for those consequences. Unless your coach is physically forcing something down your throat or sneak attacking you with injections, you are responsible for what goes in your body. And if your doctor is legally prescribing you something and you choose not to question it, then that is on you as well. Be an advocate for yourself and speak up. Ask questions. Do research. Don't be a fucking sheep. I also highly recommend staying natural for as long as you possibly can. Get your training, nutrition, recovery, and everything dialed in before you resort to taking any type of enhancements. And when I say get it dialed in, I mean get it dialed in and keep it dialed in for years. Make sure you have really reached your full genetic potential and have exhausted every other option before doing something like taking steroids. Lastly, the things I am going to discuss today are simply based on my own research, personal experiences, and opinions. And I don't expect everybody to agree with me on all of them. All right. Now, let's get into it, shall we? Okay, where do I want to start? Well, how about fucking steroids, man? Fucking steroids. Because that's what most people tend to think of when they hear the term performance-enhancing drug. 
Before I got into bodybuilding, I assumed that all steroids were injections. But now I know that some of the most popular ones are actually taken orally. Oxandrolone, otherwise known by its brand name Anavar, or VAR for short, is one of the most commonly used oral steroids with females. Reason being is that it is thought to have the least chance of causing virilization, which is the term for the masculinizing effects that steroids can have on women, such as deepened voice, facial hair, etc. So this compound is a lot more, quote, female-friendly than some of the other types of steroids on the market. And since it is taken orally, a lot of women aren't as afraid to take it since it doesn't require the use of needles. But just because it seems like it's maybe not quite as scary, oral steroids do come with their own risks in comparison to injectable steroids. Since they have to be digested, they are extremely taxing on the liver and kidneys. They're also more harmful to the heart considering they can elevate LDL cholesterol. So if I have a client who is high stress or who isn't prioritizing their sleep or something, ask me about getting on gear, I'm going to tell them to fuck off. Just because it's easier to get your hands on, less intimidating to use, and doesn't pose as much risk of virilization, doesn't mean it doesn't come with consequences. And trust me when I say that you don't want to touch that shit unless your adrenals are completely in check. Lab work is important for everyone, but it is especially important for individuals taking enhancements. Primo, Tren, and Winstrol are a few other types of oral steroids. However, these types can also be injected. Women don't tend to use Primo quite as much as Anavar, but it is still popular enough with some women since it is also thought to not have as many virilizing effects in comparison to the others. Whereas Tren and Winstrol are more popular amongst men being that they are quite a bit stronger. But I'm not saying that that's what all men or all women are or are not taking. I've definitely heard of some bikini girls taking shit like Tren and there are for sure dudes out there taking Anavar. I'm just saying that tends to be kind of how it goes. But obviously things like dosage and cycle duration play a role on each compound's effects as well. And okay, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about dosages, which I'm not, but real quickly, let me just say that there is a reason why a lot of pros are always doing 12-week preps. Just saying. There's also SARMs, which stands for Selective Androgen Receptor Modulators. SARMs aren't actually steroids, but they mimic the effects of steroids by binding to androgen receptors, stimulating anabolism with less side effects. So this is another one that a lot of people take without questioning because they think it isn't going to come with any repercussions since it isn't an anabolic steroid. But as with anything, there can still be consequences. Okay, what about doctor-prescribed enhancements, like testosterone replacement therapy, for example? 
that shit is definitely becoming more and more popular nowadays. And I actually have quite a bit of experience working with both men and women on TRT. But just because your doctor is prescribing it doesn't mean it's not a PED. Hell, caffeine is technically a PED, but I'll get into that later. Testosterone replacement therapy is a form of hormone replacement therapy that is used to increase testosterone levels. It can be done by injections, implantable pellets, patches, gels, and I think maybe even a few other ways. Although TRT is FDA approved and legal when it is administered by a medical professional, it is still considered performance enhancing because it changes the natural genetic makeup of your body and body composition since testosterone is naturally anabolic. And there are more and more people nowadays who are finding ways to get TRT prescribed by their doctors despite regular levels of testosterone. Stack that along with some roids and you've got potential for some serious gains. But just like steroids, TRT does not come without its own risks. Not only can it cause virilization in women, but it also has some other potential side effects that steroids do as well, such as mood swings and acne. When it's performed by a medical professional for the right reasons though, like actually low testosterone, it can be extremely helpful to raise testosterone levels, which can help improve things like energy, sex drive, and obviously strength. TRT is a lifelong treatment though. It's not something you can do just a couple of times and expect your hormones to be fixed. It's kind of similar to birth control in the sense that it's more of a band-aid solution to balancing hormones. There's also a few other types of doctor-prescribed hormone replacement therapies that are considered performance-enhancing as well, such as HGH or HCG. Fuck, I remember about 10-ish years ago when doctors were prescribing what they referred to as the HCG diet. That shit was so fucked up. I remember talking to this really young girl who was persuaded by her doctor to go on this diet, and she was naive enough not to ask any questions. What they were essentially doing was hormone replacement therapy coupled with a super- low-calorie diet, and they were prescribing this to so many people who were desperate to lose weight and didn't think to ask any questions about what it was actually doing to them. This poor girl wanted to compete in an OCB show, which is a drug-tested federation, and found out midway through her prep that she had been taking banned substances. I mean, yeah, sure, she should have been smart enough to ask questions and not take shit without knowing what it was, but there are so many people who just blindly trust their doctors. Nowadays, the doctor-prescribed bullshit that people are blindly trusting is semiglutide, or you may have heard it by its brand name, Ozempic. Semiglutide is a drug that was originally created for diabetics and is now being prescribed as a weight loss supplement. It's essentially a really intense fat burner because it's an extreme appetite suppressant. And when your appetite is suppressed, you're not tempted to eat as much. And when you don't eat as much, you tend to be in a caloric deficit. 
And when you're in a caloric deficit, you are going to lose weight. But my beef isn't actually with semi-glutide, rather the doctors who are prescribing it to the people who are blindly trusting them. And I also have a bit of beef with the people who are taking it as an easy way out to lose weight. Because guess what? It's not something your doctor is going to prescribe you forever. So if you don't make some damn lifestyle or dietary changes, all of the weight you lose while you're on it is going to come back and then some. Because the way it works for weight loss is literally just by starving you. Now, if you're someone who is looking to use it as an enhancement to get lean for a bodybuilding competition, then you or your coach might actually have the knowledge to be able to use it as a strategic advantage. But why would you do that if you can get your hands on some clenbuterol? Clenbuterol, or clen for short, is a popular fat burner amongst bodybuilders. Clen is actually a bronchiodilator that is intended to be prescribed to people with severe respiratory issues, such as chronic asthma. It can be taken as a liquid or a pill, and it works by oxygenating the bloodstream, increasing aerobic capacity, and improving athletic performance, as well as increasing metabolism, all of which promotes fat loss. And that statement that I just said right there brings up like three separate points I want to make. The first point being that because it is taken orally and it isn't a steroid, but it helps with fat loss, makes it a very appealing enhancement for female bodybuilders. Women tend to have a harder time than men do getting lean because of our genetics. Our bodies are naturally built to hold more body fat for childbearing reasons. So getting truly stage lean is super challenging for most women. And when you get a natural female athlete who has done well at a handful of shows and has maybe always been just so close, but keeps falling short due to her conditioning, then it can be pretty tempting to take something like clenbuterol to help shed that last little bit of body fat around her glutes and hamstrings or maybe her waist. I can't tell you how many girls have told me something along the lines of, I have no desire to ever take any PEDs, except maybe for Clen, since it's not a steroid. But um, if that's your logic, good God, I urge you to please do more homework because Clen is plenty fucked up. Think of it as kind of like I don't know, an athlete-friendly version of meth. It's probably going to make you feel jittery, anxious, hot, and maybe even nauseous. And the effect it has on the bloodstream makes it hard on your heart and blood pressure, and it can even cause cardiac arrest. So just because it's not a steroid doesn't mean it's safe. The second point I want to make from my previous statement is that it can improve aerobic capacity and athletic performance. So let's think about this for a second. If you've got a girl stacking clen with VAR during her prep, then of course she's going to have good strength and energy. So if you're four weeks out from a show, are completely natural, and are having to lower the weights during your workouts because your strength is diminishing, maybe don't 
compare yourself to the girl who is hitting PRs and getting insane pumps in the gym during her prep? Because all of that oxygenated blood is going to cause her muscles to fill with more blood and it's going to help her look fucking jacked. And the third point I want to make has to do with the not comparing yourself thing too, because the last part of that statement I made about Clen mentioned that it increases metabolism. And if you're a hundred percent natural, then there's unfortunately a damn good chance that you're going to have to push food pretty fucking low towards the end of prep. So please don't compare yourself to some girl who is bragging about how high her food is during her prep because you never know what she might be taking. And let me just say though, that there are for sure plenty of girls out there who do keep their strength and their calories high while being natural. They're usually fucking anomalies. And those of us who are barely surviving on sub 1000 calories and struggling to pick up a five pound weight at the end of prep, kind of want to punch them in the tits, but they're for sure out there. So don't judge or make assumptions about anyone either because you never know what she might not be taking. All right. So I think I've covered the main ones I want to talk about, but mostly in a negative light, I think. And yet I mentioned that I've worked with people taking these things and I am extremely non-judgmental of people who choose to take enhancements. I'm pretty open to everyone making their own choices and going about things their own way on their own journeys. And to be honest, there are actually some weird little, I don't know if I really want to say positives to taking some of these enhancements, because again, I don't condone taking them, but yeah, there are some, I don't know, I guess benefits to taking them aside from the obvious improvements in things like body composition and athletic performance. For one, Clen isn't the only thing that will allow you to eat more. Steroids increase metabolism too. And when you're able to eat more food, you're also able to consume more nutrients. And although steroids can definitely fuck up certain hormones and adrenals and stuff, more food and more nutrients can help to keep other hormones healthier. But I'm going to protect my own ass and stop right there. Because no, you shouldn't take drugs. Drugs are bad, okay? But also, like, if you're gonna take drugs, just be smart about it. Weigh out the pros and cons and make sure the risk is worth the reward. Oh, yeah. I did want to quickly circle back to what I mentioned about caffeine being a PED. Because it is. Obviously, it's not what we tend to think of when we hear the term PED, but caffeine is for sure performance enhancing. It gives you increased energy and suppresses appetite. So yeah, performance enhancing, just not to the extent of the other shit that I mentioned. Caffeine also isn't really thought to be a PED because it's super legal, but there are some other illegal substances out there that are considered performance enhancing even though our minds don't tend to go in that direction when we talk about them. For instance, cocaine or meth. Remember how I said Clen is kind of like meth? Yeah, shit's fucking wild, dude. But really though, any sort of amphetamine is going to be performance enhancing. 
sure you don't see a lot of athletes taking meth to help their performance for some fairly obvious reasons. But I guess my point is just that there are a lot of other PEDs out there aside from things like steroids and fat burners. And if you're looking to compete in a drug tested federation, make damn sure you read the list of banned substances because you don't want to be like the girl who was in prep to compete at an OCB show, not knowing that the HCG her doctor was giving her was banned. I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up here. I do apologize if I didn't get into the details you wanted me to, or if I didn't answer other questions you may have had, you guys know that you can always reach out and send me a DM with questions, but I do ask that you please be respectful. If I choose not to answer any super specific questions about personal advice or things like dosages, because again, this is my career and I would really like to do this for like ever. So I've got to do what I've got to do to protect my ass. But I do also want to open up more dialogue on this topic. So if you found this episode helpful or at least interesting, do me a favor and give me a five-star rating to help bump up the podcast in searches so that it can get out there to others wanting to learn a bit more. Or take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your social media. I swear those little things that take you just 10 seconds help me get so much more exposure than you might even realize. But if you want to be super low key and anonymous about listening to a podcast about fucking steroids, then hey, I can respect that too. Either way, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my treadmill talk.